Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Big Trouble in Little Podcasts. We're talking about Street Fighter again. Dubs is still gone, so in the meantime, I'm Andy. Hey, Bison, up yours. I'm Zach. <laughs> I'm still jazz. I'm jazzing it. Well, like I said, we're uh, we're doing one more Street Fighter. This is a little mini, a little mini rank. We're gonna at the end of this, we're gonna talk about whether this movie was better or the anime was better. And I think everyone knows where we're gonna go with that. But we'll we'll get there when we get there. Um, Hang on, there's some nuance in this discussion, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not a, it's not a done deal. This movie has charm. Uh, yeah, charm's a good way to put it, I guess. <laughs> oh, um, come on, you had fun. No, I, I guess. I, I mean, for the most part, I I get bored during parts of it, and I I think, I I mean, I don't want to like you know jump all the way to the end or like what do you think about this movie? But uh, I get bored at the beginning, and then in the last like third, I'm like, oh yeah, this movie is fun. I do like this movie, <laughs> but it, you got to get there first. Like it's so much like just bullshit, and like what the fuck are they doing with this character, and why did they change this and. Why did they change that? And this is so boring. And then when they're all finally at the base and there's fights and explosions and stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, this is quite a silly movie. I always think of this movie in disclaimer. This is a compliment, regardless of what someone thinks or not. But I always think of this movie in the same camp as Batman Forever. Oh, my God. I said the same thing. And I was uh, <coughs> my sister was watching the other half of it with me. Yeah. Um, She'd never seen this movie, and I'm like, this movie's kind of like Batman Forever, except it's better than that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Think Street Fighter's better than Batman Forever? Yes. All right. Yeah. Do you I, not I agree with that? I don't know. I really don't know. That's hard. That's hard. Oh, to decide. Well, it's like I'm not saying it's like a hundred percent far and away a better movie than that thing, uh, but it's like. Street Fighter's not coming off of two other movies that set a tone, and then there's a drastic shift, and then it's, like, fucking stupid and, like, all that other stuff. But it is coming off of video games and anime that set a tone and, like, a story, and it kind of does its own thing. So, I mean, there's there's a similarity there. There is a similarity, but at the same time, there's not, because in Street Fighter, at that point in time, there wasn't that much story yet. We were talking about that. We were talking about the animated movie. We were at least the anime gets like their looks correct, and I understand it's live action, and they it's not it, it was never going to be perfect. But with the exception of Bison, who looks fantastic, everyone else is kind of like half-assed a little bit. No, I don't. I don't agree with that. Some people, I think, they nailed the look perfect for a live action representation. Like Zangief was fucking awesome. Yeah, Zangief's a pretty good one too. Actually. Um, Balrog, it's weird because at first it's like that's Balrog, but for, for, I don't know what happens. But like over the course of the movie, he like yeah, morphs. Is there, into is there a cut scene where he like dresses as a boxer at the end or something? Well, it's not even that. It's like he, he, you know how Balrog in the game has like the white ripped shirt underneath his blue shirt. Yeah, it's like he got that out of nowhere all of a sudden. Yeah, and he's got the massive widow's peak. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. And. <laughs> But, I also like that uh, uh, Dalsim's clothes get messed up, but he still has the cuff. And it's like, oh. <laughs> I still don't know what happened where it's like he just lost all of his hair and fucking. He's just like, oh, <laughs> for no reason. Okay, but, there's a missing scene here. I, I, I think what you're supposed to 
think there is like, you know, when he gets in the fight with the, the Shadow Lagoon and over Carlos Blanca or Charlie, which, that's a whole other thing I'll get into later. <laughs> but, yeah, is, that, is that character invented by the movie and then a, adopted by the games? No. They took two characters and they put them together. Is yes, what they, matched, happened. they matched two characters together uh, yeah. for some reason. Well, so, I know, I know Blanca, but like Charlie. Is so in the animated movie, the whole reason Guile is upset is because he is there to avenge the death of his comrade Charlie. Mm-hmm. Charlie is the Yeah, Charlie Nash, yeah, who actually, I, you know, I, I played Alpha. I know who Charlie yeah. is. I was yeah, like, is that character? Did they take it from the movie and adopt it, or you know, was did the movie have something to build off of, or is it like? You know, what came first, the chicken or the egg here? I think at that time, Capcom was developing the story that would go into Alpha. And they would give people things. Because the Street Fighter 2V, Charlie Nash is in it. He looks nothing like what he does in the video game. But he has that same kind of role uh, uh, as he does in the actual story. Uh, And in this case, I think they did the same thing here. It was like, yeah, you need to put Charlie in. uh, Make... You need to use Blanca too, and they they came up with that. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It's it's funny because I think it's there are a few things they do like try to stick with, and then but it also definitely has that feeling of hey, we're making a movie, and they hired a bunch of people that know absolutely nothing about Street Fighter, yeah. and they said just use these names. These are pictures of what the game looked like, yeah. and that was what they had to go on, and they just ran with it. I feel like some of them were added like after the fact, like they were almost done mm-hmm. filming, and they're like, "You gotta have T Hawk in here." What is he talking about? Like T Hawk, and it's just like, wait, what? Was like, that guy's T Hawk? What the fuck? Like, I- you have a Native American <laughs> actor in this movie, and it's not T Hawk. Why isn't why isn't he ginormous? This is bullshit. Yeah. Why is he also just like? Does it also feel like they like digitally rendered the like the rainbow braid on after the fact? <laughs> like that that was added fifteen years later when Pride Month started to be a thing, but or twenty five years later, whatever. But anyway, uh, there's a character missing, thing. right? What's that? Isn't there a character missing? I don't think I can count it. I could. I, Faye Long is the only character That's I could remember meeting. That's what I was about to meeting. say. Is I yeah. thought I, I saw a video, it's like a Justin Wang video or something. He talks about how uh, Captain Sawada was maybe gonna be him, and then they like decided not to, or probably because they were afraid to get sued by fucking Bruce Lee's estate. Bruce Lee's estate, yeah, yeah absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's that's my guess. Um, it would I make guess- sense. I guess yeah. so, like, just continuing on how the characters look, like, uh, maybe it was with you guys. Uh, yeah, I might have said this in the chat. Like, the casting and stuff in this movie is, like, weird because it's, like, some people are, like, yes. Even Raul Julia, like, you would have said Raul Julia would be Bison. And it's, like, what? And yeah. then you see him do it, and it's, like, fuck. This is awesome. <laughs> I still think it's weird that all the, the movie. All, I know. all the advertising and stuff is, like, we've got Jean-Claude Van Damme. And it's, like. Uh-oh. Oh shit! He was about to say something bad oh, about awesome. John Claude Van Damme. And Ra- they kicked him out. You there, oh, Andy? You there, buddy? You said Jean Claude Van Damme, yeah. and then you you we lost you. Yeah, that's fine. Um, oh, sorry, <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, Raw Julie is great. Uh, the the woman that plays Cammy, I thought was good. Like, I thought Cammy was a solid live action rendition. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not going to wear a fucking you know her classic outfit. I get that. <laughs> Kylie Minogue, yeah, I say her name. Yeah, um, 
Ming Ming Na Wen as Chun Li was was good. Uh, I thought. Uh, there, I don't know if you the the blue dress thing. I, it's so anime and shit. It's like one of those things where it's like, can you really transfer that costume into like live action and it doesn't look ridiculous? I guess. <laughs> but uh, they did in City Hunter anyway with Jackie Chan. I know that. Um, I mean, they found a way to still kind of make it work. They basically yeah. gave her the dress. They did the alt costume from like the hyper fighting. Yeah, it's it's different. It's like a little different from that too. It's it's toned mm-hmm. down. But uh, yeah, for live action, it wasn't bad. They found a way. Honda was just like a, a Samoan guy or a Hawaiian dude. <laughs> yeah, why? Why did they change? It? I guess I guess they like they. Hey, we can't we casted Honda and he walked in. And they're like, oh, you didn't read the memo. I guess okay, we can work with this. I guess like, and, and it's a shame because he's still like a really fun character. I still really like that character. I'm going a little bit down the wrestling tank here, but someone was a WWF fan at this time, and Yokozuna was a Samoan who became a Japanese sumo wrestler. Sure. So someone just took it the other way and was like, oh. well, if they can do it, then E-Honda can just be a Samoan. Yeah, you know what the total <laughs> badass move would have been? It was if they got fucking Yokozuna to be Honda. Oh, my God. <laughs> would have been it. Oh, they should have done that. But bonsai, and then they just yeah. had implement bonsai and all the characters. Like, could you imagine now playing Street Fighter Six, and the only thing that E Honda says is bonsai? Would be great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Sagat was like another what the fuck. It's like he's just like in a suit, and he's like, I not- guess Sagat's like my favorite character in this movie. Like, see, I, I talked shit about him, and then yeah, I, I kind of like walked it back a little bit after watching it again. He's like, yeah, he's not that bad actually, but still, it's like so opposite of like what his character is. Yeah, it's it like they could have named that character something else and just not not messed with it being Sagat, and I think it would have been better, and it still would be like my favorite character. He's just so I don't know, so interesting. The actor has an interesting face, and the the scenes he's in is really interesting. I really like the line. Uh, he's the best cage fighter since Iron Fist. He's like, what happened to him? He retired and became me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, his fight scenes were good too, uh, and then Vega. Vega was pretty sick. That was pretty mm-hmm. spot on. Like, no, yeah, they, both, they nailed Vega for sure. He, he was like, "Oh, he's not blonde." Well, in early, he was he had brown hair, so it's like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was good. Um, they uh, when they started this movie and they were getting ready to do that fight, I forgot that it gets like cut off by Guile, just like fucking bulldozing into like the whole arena before they fight. And I was like, oh, I was getting ready. I was getting excited to see that. They cut it off. <laughs> Giant fucking missiles just actively on it, just ramming it through. Never mind that that just could have all exploded. <laughs> you are all under arrest. It's fine. The blue <laughs> they army appeared. There. They just like, well, I guess I'm under arrest. It's this advanced wars bullshit. The blue army versus the red army. <laughs> <laughs> that bothered me too. The fact that they have like the light blue, so they're clearly supposed to be UN the, the UN military peacekeeper or whatever, and they call them the AN for like no reason that I can discern. Like allied is, nations, is the United Nations a trademark? I doubt it. I, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just it's it's weird. I was like, why are they doing this? But I do like uh, I like the aesthetic of having the 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 light blue in Guile's costume and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, um. I forget by oh yeah DJ was weird too like that the the big thing about this movie is like how the characterizations get real messed up like forget the looks of the characters it's the characterization gets real out of whack they like swap D- 
DJ and Balrog positions, I feel like. I feel like DJ should have been the cameraman and yeah. Balrog should have been working with Shadowly, right? Like it's Yeah. Sense. Yeah, Balrog is one of the bosses from it. So that is one of the main things that they just really take a swing and a miss from the game because he they have him associated with Chun Li. And no, he's just this big prize fighter that's supposed to be with Bison. DJ is kind of somewhere in the middle could just be doing his own thing, but he's not tech support. Oh yeah, I'm just saying. So I'm just saying, like, get you know, swap. If if you have to have this script, just swap those two characters. It would have made a lot more sense. It would have been much funnier yeah. for Balrog to be the tech guy, and he's got the gloves on the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> they should have done that. That'd have been so fucking funny. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> um. But like Ryu and Ken, their characterization was like fucking whack. It's like, uh, oh, like it felt like it felt like that stupid self insert from the Mortal Kombat movie all over again. Yeah, it, like it's like it's not even the same thing. They can't even be like karate bums. I mean, Ken's no. got more to him than being a karate bum anyway. But yeah. like he's like a fucking con man, and he looks like the Miz. They're like weapon <laughs> smugglers or something. Because there's he that point at the end where he tells Sagat, oh, I'm glad I met you because now I, I won't become you or something like that. Yeah. What? They both <laughs> they both actually just legit look like Dollar General versions of Liu Kang and Johnny Cage from the original Mortal Kombat that's, movie, which is hilarious because it's after, right? The, that's what I thought, too. It was like when I, start, when I first saw him like walk on, I was like, he looks like the guy from Mortal Kombat. It was Johnny Cage. <laughs> Yeah, he really does. Uh, it's weird. It, it, it's such a weird thing to see and just not get. But that's the thing is you're not supposed to take this movie too seriously anyway. Uh, it's that's that's one thing. It's like it's hard not to do because then you watch it and see details of it. And I that is one big negative for me at least. Pick, like individual nitpicks is I just I really hate how they they did Ryu and Ken in the movie. Um, I'm kind of in the same camp. That's why I didn't jump in earlier uh, to just add things. Uh, the Sagat, like his character itself is interesting objectively, but they, he should have just been named something else or been someone else. Because like he doesn't, yeah, he's not anything at all like Sagat. Well, and the funny thing is, Sagat is the only character in the the set of people that you have to learn about that isn't an actual fighter. So, yeah. Which again makes more sense that he would just been Fei Long. So you're just supposed to assume he's one of the sixteen. They put but, him in the game, right? He, they put him in the, the game for the movie, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's, he's like one of the best characters oh, in that game, too. Oh, my God. That that, that game is, is a real hoot. I have it on the arcade machine back there, and, whoo, boy, it is something. See, uh, the arcade one's busted all the fuck, but, like, when they ported it to consoles later, it act, they actually kind of fixed it, and it's, like, an okay game. Yeah, oh, I, that's I keep seeing people, like, rediscovering it, kind of, and be like, you know, this game is actually kind of fun on its own. It's not... It's not as good as Street Fighter, but it's there's something here. It's, was it's it a solid. Genesis game? No, it's on Saturn, Saturn and uh, I think PlayStation. PlayStation I think. Oh, I think okay. Saturn version is supposed to be better. I'm not it sure. Is. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's very interesting. That's I gotta try that sometime. Yeah, the the arcade version is just choppy as fuck. They did some weird mocap stuff. It's strange. Well, if you had like Saturn, you could play it. I'd let you. I'd bring it over and play it, but you don't. Yep, you're right. I don't. <laughs> bring, I guess bring it here. We'll play it here. Yeah, we can do that. I'm, I'm looking at the the uh, uh, the wiki page for it, and they call Balrog Gerard Balrog. <laughs> Gerard Gerard Balrog. They gave them such unnecessary names. Like Ryu, they gave 
Because I don't think Ryu's ever his last name is not Toshi or, or Hoshi, Hoshi, right? Hoshi. Yeah. Yoshi. Where did that come from? I meant to ask you guys that. Is where did they get that last name from? They got, they, they gave Chun Li like the last name too, Zong, and I like I don't. That's not uh, her name. And people keep calling her <laughs> Lee, like it's it's her surname or like it's. So, I don't know. It's, just, it's confusing. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Sergeant Thunderhawk. That's another one else. Oh, Sergeant T-Hawk is Sergeant yeah, Thunderhawk. Sure, that makes, uh, makes Victor, so much more sense. Victor Sagat and Dr. Dalson. Now, to be fair, the guy that plays Sagat looks like a Victor. He does look like a Victor, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Maybe they is should it, just call him Victor. Does Zangief have anything? Uh, let me look. I just gotta know. Where is he doesn't on the IMDb for the movie. Oh, he's just Zangief. They should have had that same actor that played Sagat in the movie as Victor or whatever, Victor bad guy, who cares? And he has two henchmen. That way, both Ken and Ryu have something to do instead of like they have to wait or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you got Ken and Ryu there, so they fight Sagat and um, uh, Vega. Yeah. Have Ken fight Vega, and it makes more sense to have Ryu fight Sagat. Like yeah, he scars that's... him at the beginning, and the guy comes in and arrests them all. And at the end, he's like, you know, his shirt gets ripped. He's got the I, he's wounded from the beginning of the movie. And I don't. That, know. That's the whole thing with that. They like the whole thing with Ryu and Ken is everything they're involved in is just so like just bum fucked. <laughs> it just it just is what it is. Honestly, like, at, at the end, it's like I'm sick of watching these guys. And then you get back to Guile doing stuff. And you're like, yeah, Guile, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, well, that's like at least the nice thing is like Guile. You see him, you're like he doesn't have the hair, but then he's kicking ass, so it doesn't matter. Like everything else about it's great. You get over the whole hair thing, which is yeah. minor anyway. Uh, but yeah, especially like the oh, he showed off the arm. <laughs> yeah, the it. flex, the flex with the oil <laughs> on his arm. It's like what the fuck? fucking Jesus. He, he is jacked. Yeah, that was wonderful. Star Billy Graham flex. The two, my two favorite parts in the movie, watching it this time around. Uh, I mean, uh, the obvious is the the line with Chun Li and and Bison. <laughs> that's, that's it's, classic. It's a classic, right? You never forget that. But but I expected it. But I forgot about these other two uh, near the end of the movie. So there's the one where Bison sitting there t- giving on the speech of how they're going to stand there stoically and face. Uh, the army that comes with them, and DJ's in the back. And he's like, "Fuck this noise!" And he starts sneaking <laughs> away. <laughs> uh, that's great and then the last thing i it's even funnier because this became a meme in a different movie um but zangief's finding out that he's not the like he's not the good guy that wait wait bison bad guy and he's like you you knew this and the dude's like yeah because he's paying me a shit ton of money and he's like you got paid that became a thing in a different movie like 20 years later and it was like a huge meme for a long time it just Fucking great. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I laugh pretty hard at that. But there are bits in this movie that are just really drag and boring. It can yeah. just build up, and it, it's just that filler that has to happen. But like again, at, at kind of a low point. Like, I'd be honest, I, I had parts where I was kind of like nodding off and I had to like try to keep myself awake. It's like knowing I, I need to get to the good parts, I don't want to miss them. I had to pause them in the middle of the movie and like just go take a shower because I was like, I. I, 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 I <laughs> no, I. I did the same thing in midway. I had to I had to pause and get up and walk around. Like I actually had to like take a break, which is bad because this movie's what an hour forty minutes or less. Yeah, Jeez. it's very short. 
Yeah, wow. to, to, to I remember get... at some point it was playing and I like moved the mouse because I was watching on the computer. I was like, there's still 40 minutes of this movie left. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, the, the last 40 or 30 minutes, that's the good stuff. But still, I was like, come on. It, it is like, Guile turns up in his stupid rocket boat. And I was like, okay, we got to be getting close. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> In all fairness, I part of mine was more of an issue of what I did yesterday. I, I drove for like eight plus hours. So um, part of it was that I was just really tired. But I think in general, when I watch this movie, it's it's going to take a break. It, it feels like there's a point where it, it draws on. And if I wasn't falling asleep, I would just be like doing something on my phone and not paying attention anyway. So either way, still stands. I guess I was just so busy, like trying to deconstruct all the decisions they made. <laughs> like I would see when people would come on screen, and I'd be like, "Man, they fucked their character up so bad." Like, what were they thinking? And I'm just, I'm like thinking that while I'm watching the movie. <laughs> There's um, even like independent of the adaptation from. Street Fighter, there's just some bad acting in this movie. Like, there's some bad line delivery. There's a bad, just, I don't know. What's funny, the cash cow, the the star, is the one, a lot of the bad acting comes from. Oh, 100%. 1000%. John Claude Van Damme delivers some real awful lines. And then the director didn't have the the presence of mind to be like, let's take that one again. I heard he was being kind of a dick during that production, though. Who, Jean Claude? Yeah. I believe it. Because he's, he's the only person on set who probably was like anyone. Roll Julia was somebody. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, he's not like a massive star, but he was somebody. Uh, and, uh, like, that that's, like, I remember hearing that, though. And we've seen him. We had a whole Jean-Claude Van Damme month. We've seen him in other shit, and he acts yeah. better in those fucking movies. Absolutely. Like, I used to think, because all I had seen was this and a few of his other action movies, I used to think, oh, Jean-Claude Van Damme can't act, but he's a big muscle man, and he can fight. That's why he's famous. And then we did those four movies. I was like, oh, wait, what the f- He can't act? Where's this been? So, I, I don't know. <laughs> he's, got some, he's got some acting ability to him. Uh, it's just, it's not, doesn't come through in this. It's mm-hmm. like, He's got like this weird sarcastic fucking flippant delivery of like almost all the lines he does and they yeah. all and his English is like worse in this movie for some reason. Yeah, I, I feel like he's phoned I, I feel like this movie's a paycheck to him. He was like, yeah. oh, I don't care about this movie. He, Who cares? He didn't give a shit about this movie. Meanwhile, Raul Julia was dying of fucking stomach cancer and he cared. And he wore that goddamn costume. This is his last movie, right? <laughs> yeah, this is his last movie. So like uh, nothing but respect for that guy for like because this is like some silly bullshit movie and he was like no I'm gonna like do 110 percent and I'm gonna have fun it comes even, through he's yeah. he's the best part probably <laughs> he's, he's oh, so yeah. awesome in this I mean of course everyone knows you know the day that uh, Bison came to your village was the most important day of your life but for me it was Tuesday everyone knows that that's great. Uh, I also uh, I, I love his his mini monologue about electromagnetism. <laughs> it's so stupid. Electromagnetism. It has like, such like a a great and dud of a payoff because he's like, and it will levitate me. And then he starts to levitate. You're like, oh shit! And then the camera pulls back and they show you how bad the effect is. It's like, no, 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 zoom back in. <laughs> 
Oh, I like how he just he just appears in front of Guile and he shoots him with force lightning. He's like, yeah, and he starts flying across. The oh, and, then, and then he gets to explain like that. That's the most ridiculous part. Then he shows up out of nowhere after that, after having that ridiculous like AED setup that he's got built into his right. costume. And it's, it's awesome. like, oh yeah, inject oneself with with adrenaline. Okay. Oh man! No, he has. There's several like like just psychopathic speeches he goes off on tangents on through the movie that are just wonderful. Like he's so in character. Um, it's funny his character contrasts Guile so much because he delivers his lines so well that he's great. Meanwhile, Jean Claude Van Damme is so bad that he's great. Like I almost <laughs> wonder if he did a better job, his character would be worse. But it's because his character couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Or he couldn't give a shit while delivering it. That it's that much better. It's like imagine it's, it's Tommy. Not, it's not better. It's not good. It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. what I should say. It's not better. Like this is my, one of my favorite four out of ten movies. Like I wouldn't like, and that's and not to skip ahead to anything like that. Like it's like I couldn't like objectively say this is a good movie, but I love watching it because it's entertaining as hell. It's like the pug of of action video game fighting movies. Yeah, so ugly. It's so ugly. It's adorable, right? What's sad is there's movies that come out. There's adaptations that come later that are fucking way worse than this is. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) What is it? The Path of or Legend of Chun Li or whatever? Yeah. Like, like we're talking like echelons lower. Like it is so much worse than this movie. Like it's not even entertaining. It's a headache to watch. Uh, The only thing about that movie that even sticks out at all is that. They, they did some pretty neat, decent choreography to the fighting, and that is it. There's nothing else from that movie to walk away that's redeeming itself. This this movie is, is just entertaining, at least, even if it is like just objectively bad. Uh, but that's okay. Sometimes you, you have to enjoy a four to appreciate an eight. <laughs> like, it's, it's how it is. It's okay. So... I do uh, want to say something I really enjoy about the actual writing for this movie is uh, we were talking about the the awesome monologues that Raul Julia gets to give as Bison, and he's showing off stupid Bisonopolis or whatever. His the Bisonopolis is not stupid. <laughs> and uh, he's talking, he, I can't I can't remember exactly what it is, but um, uh, either Zangief or um, DJ say something, and he gives his little speech about oh we're not doing it for power we're not doing this because because of evil we're doing it for good and for peace and pax bisonia will rule over the world like that's really important because uh this is an adaptation of a, of a stupid video game i'm playing on the super nintendo digital story it's stupid but the people who wrote it understood that there's no villain who's like i'm doing this for evil i love burning down orphanages <laughs> no like villains think they're doing the right thing that's really important he thinks, oh, we're going to bring peace to the whole world. I'm going to conquer the whole I'm going to kidnap the queen, <laughs> and I'm going to somehow bring peace to the world or some stupid bullshit this, like that. That's really important because it makes more sense for Bison's motivation. Like he, He's evil. He sells drugs and weapons, but yeah. he thinks he's doing the right thing. What I'd like just, to think it's, 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 it's a real small thing that's the, that I, well, I think just makes it a little better. The reason I think that that stuff exists, though, in the movie, this is all headcanon for me, but it's because when they sat down and the writers had to come up with how to like make this movie, they they had someone talk to them briefly about the characters in the video game and what or they maybe they watched the animated movie or something. I don't know. That wouldn't make sense because of timing, but whatever. 
but the way they described Bison's character was he's the main villain. He's the bad guy. He is a warlord and he does all this. And he has psycho power. And they were like, hmm, well, we can't make him do all those things because those effects don't exist. So we'll just make him psycho. <laughs> he, and, he has psycho power. He has, he has psycho, comma, power. <laughs> exactly. This is the power of the comma. That's why it matters. They just made him fucking crazy because he has such a god complex in this movie. Uh, I will, but I will say yeah. they, they did a better job than in, than the Street Fighter 2 animated movie where, remember where Bison says, you should try evil. It's a great career. He just straight up says he's fucking that. evil. Yeah, that's, that's dumb. Like, and, Bison should be like, oh no, this this is the way that I'm going to I'm gonna create all this power and all this I don't know. Peace to the world. Like, that, that's one thing that, yeah, you're right. That just out that anime. Sometimes I, I actually love it and respect it when somebody just comes out and says they're evil and you see, you see how much they enjoy it, you know? Like they, they genuinely enjoy life being evil. I, I guess there's exceptions. There's like the Sith in Star Wars or something. Like, like when the Emperor and fucking, yeah, in Star Wars, at least in the prequels where he's like, everybody's so goddamn boring and dull. And then you have the Emperor being like, <laughs> Yeah. He's like freaking out and shit. It's like, and he does like the psycho crusher with the lightsaber and he kills those two fucking Jedi. Like, oh. what the fuck? Oh. Yeah, sometimes you do need it in that way, but I, I do agree. Just generic, like, evil for evil's sake is kind of boring. You do need a reason. So it works out in this. That doesn't come to the other thing of how the writers. Definitely, we're just told, okay, we these are elements of the video game you have to include. It almost felt like there's a checklist of things they had to include. Mm-hmm. Like, Blanca has to look like this, so let's put up a bunch of weird science mumbo-jumbo on some bags. And anabolic plasma. It was fucking wonderful. And then we're going to, like, oh yeah, they did that Lou Ferrigno thing. We can make this work. So, so yeah, they, they basically made him the Hulk. And then, uh, but he he got real sad because he he remembered either he's Charlie later. One of my favorite ones though is that in the you know so for people that haven't played Street Fighter two, you know uh, when you're playing through the game, especially the original fighting games, there are sometimes objects in the stages that you can run into, like you can fall into crates or barrels. In the final stage, fighting Bison, you're in Thailand where he's that's you know his his headquarters. He, he's like taking right. over Shadowloo. And uh, he has there are bells where he's at. I guess like if it's like in a public square or whatever, but there's a large bell. But it's actually in relation to the music that plays as well too. There are bells that are in the music that are very like specific that are characteristic to him. It's like his theme. But you can throw him into the bells in this movie for no fucking reason. Like they're on an island and and they're inside of a fortress and these rocks and all this. And he has all this random like bastardized technology they've made out of whatever materials they have. And for no reason at all, there's a giant goddamn bell inside of there. And it's only there for the scene where he has bison and he's throwing his face against it. (laughs) But it's just there for no reason other than that. And that, it's, just a, it's a funny tie-in. It 100% feels like they said, okay, you have to put the bell in the in there because it's in the game. And they said, all right, well, we'll work it in. It doesn't make any fucking sense, but we'll put it there. We'll put yeah. a bell in there. Yeah, there it is. About the, the Capcom barrel that they, they pretended to cut Chun-Li in half in. And then there was also uh, Bison's uh, Mine Sweeper Street Fighter Two cabinet controls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> arcade controls. I almost... I, I want to, like, replace the my uh, cabinet 
like just at least like the floor for the uh, controls and just put that down because it just looks so fucking funny. Uh, but yeah, and that's actually where the other thing with Guile comes in. It's that Minesweeper bit where he gets away and he makes that really awful line at the end when they get away and something explodes. I don't even remember what he says, but it is, it is just god-awful how he delivers it. But then the camera like pans back to him and continues to follow him after he's walking away, and it looks like he just drops character and is walking off set. Like He's like, ah, Jesus, that was terrible. Like You can just see it on his face and he's dead <laughs> inside, and it still fucking shows him after the line was delivered. It was fantastic. Like little bits like that, I just I love about the movie, even though they're they're like terrible for no, and they're just like nonsensical. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's in, it's enjoyable. I guess everyone likes what they like. Yeah. I don't know. What what a, what a ride! What an hour and forty minutes. You know, I also like that uh, uh, Carlos Blanca the, the shit with the the DNA mutagens and the the shit the bags. Uh, you're after some doc talker. They're DNA mutagen IV bags and shit. Yeah, that's genuine, right? That's real. <laughs> Yeah, 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 DNA mutagens, what they did is they just looked up in a dictionary words and they're like, yeah, put them in there. Yeah, people have mutagens, they're born with them. And they poured uh, some Gatorade in there, some... some uh, line, the other one said, Gatorade. like, anabolic plasma. Yeah, anabolic. <laughs> so someone saw anabolic steroids, and they're like, they're injecting them with, like, blood stuff, so I'll call it anabolic plasma. So it's yeah. like steroids and plasma put together. That's literally what they just said. They were like, Golden Globe for writing, here I come. Yeah, steroid like, water. And it looked like Blanca was like trapped in like a Sega CD game or some shit when he was in that chamber. Like one of those fucking oh, yeah. games. They, they put him on. Oh, and they just Virtual Boy attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just made him play Virtual Boy for like for eight Remember hours. A commercial. It would like hunt you and like get on your face. That's what happens. And then Dowson was making him play like Virtual Martin Luther King or whatever the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's that that was weird. <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah, that was, oh, that was a bit strange. Oh man, <sighs> this movie! What a trip! Yeah. Uh, what else is there to say about it? Does anyone have something they've been hanging on to that they just have to get out about Street Fighter the movie from oh, Hollywood in 1994? If we are comparing the two, the one thing that is a letdown in this movie, just compared to watching the other one just last week. The music in this movie sucks ass. Oh yeah, I mean the the new the music in a lot of movies suck ass compared to Street Fighter sure. the anime. Sure, but it's just it's such a stark like contrast between the well, two. Right? If we're gonna start comparing them, then let's let's wrap this one up. Do you guys recommend this movie? I recommend it to somebody who is a fan of Street Fighter and likes to consume Street Fighter media. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of the same for me. Like uh, general audiences, no, I don't really recommend this movie. I don't really like if you like if you like the games, watch this movie and be like, what the fuck do they do? Like it's it's pretty fun. Uh, Honestly, uh, if you want, watch the last third of it. You'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My my prerequisites for recommending this movie are: Do you like Street Fighter? Like, have you played it? Do you enjoy it? And and or do you like drinking games? And it really depends on how much they like the second one because you may not need the first one, but it helps. But if you like both, if yes to both, then definitely recommend it. Sure. Um, great drinking game uh, you can make out of this. It's uh, I can't remember looking at the list. It, it's basically anything that is disruptive of the canon from the the game or other <laughs> other things, which means you get plastered by the end of it. You'll but, die. Yeah, you you'll die. 
your liver will just crystallize. Well, that'd be fun too because you have a bunch of guys sitting around pointing at the screen and shouting, oh, this is different because blank. And then you, there's kind of like a semi debate about, well, yeah, okay, that is different. And then you drink. Yeah, it seems like fun. No, it is. It's, 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 I'm sure it'd be a good time. I've never personally done it, but I've never seen the list. And I was like, that would be fun to do. Yeah. It's funny, is like this is not, like we mentioned earlier, this isn't even like the only. Uh, argue like objectively bad piece of Street Fighter media that's out there. There's the other, the newer movie. There's the the cartoon that was on USA in the '90s. Oh my God, it's such oh, a yeah. It's a treasure trove of memes. I mean, Bison's face when he's like, "Yes, this is delicious," and he's like, "Fucking," <laughs> he has like yes, a giant butt chin, and like the animation is insane. I remember I found this super cut of um. Just all kinds of dumb shit from that show and like animation mistakes. And there's literally a shot where like some guy's shooting lasers and DJ like runs around a corner. And it's like they were so lazy that they shrank DJ down so that he wouldn't have to, they wouldn't have to draw him dodging a laser. <laughs> he shrank. <laughs> I almost have to see if I can find that shirt to you guys. <laughs> oh, that, that's pretty wonderful. Oh, but yeah, Lord. otherwise, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. So. Yeah, that's, that's where we're at. So, I guess in comparing the the two, I mean, yeah, judging from yeah. our from our whether we recommend it or not, and remembering back to next week, uh, rank them. I guess which one's better? Uh, Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. I was drinking water. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chase, okay. do you have anything to add? No, I mean nothing. Nothing to to add necessarily. I. Oh, this is tough. I actually do think that there are times I would prefer to watch Street Fighter the movie more than yeah. the animated film. But I, I, it's hard to say that the other one's better. I, Street Fighter the animated movie is what I would say. Also, in just a general sense of recommending the two. That's... So why, um, at the beginning of this movie, it shows the logo and it says Street Fighter. And then what's it say? Like the Ultimate Warrior, some stupid bullshit. There's a subtitle to it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what warrior. it is. The world, probably the World Warrior, right? That would make I sense. I don't That's, remember I mean, seeing I, that. No, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the World Warrior, which I mean, I think, that's the title of the, the original second game. Do you have a Mandela effect? Yeah, probably. Because it's not like just now, like I just came <laughs> into this dimension. Man, you know what's crazy is this guy, like the guy who uh, uh, did Street Fighter, uh, also. Now, you're, now, he directed very little. He wrote for a lot of movies. Oh, he wrote. Okay, see, I just now pulled it up. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's like Commando, Running Man, yeah. and Die, die Hard. Fucking die Hard. No, he helped write the screenplays for those movies. He did not direct them. And in fact, to see the movies he's directed, you have to scroll over past the other uh movie roles that he's done producing or additional credits or whatever and he has eight directing credits and they're all tv movies and tv shows except street fighter and and three of the eight credits is street fighter because it's street fighter street fighter deleted scenes and street fighter something else he's a better writer than a director i guess clearly (laughs) okay (laughs) all right um I, I, you guys have anything else to say about Street Fighter? Or just Street Fighter, you, you both love it, uh, I think. Uh, no, I hate no. Street Fighter. All right, well, I, we're going to move on. I hate Lord to... Bison. 
Wait, would you enjoy them? I don't know. Maybe. Could you? Sure you can. Sure. We're going to move on to what we've been playing, watching, doing, and uh, some news if anyone has it. But first, we're going to see a commercial. Quick! Change the channel! Somebody put a microphone in front of me. You know what that means, brother. Yeah. I've heard all about this uh, podcasting thing. I think I've been on it a time or two myself, I believe. Uh, it's a little intergalactic for me, a little out there, you know. But that's okay, brother. Yeah. Because on Getting Some Color, you can relive moments of me and my glory. In my moment of glory! Before the yellow and red Brutus, you know who I'm talking about, brother. Yeah, the guy who was backstabbing, hot dog, grandstanding. Forget all about him. You can see the macho man in his glory days. Or you can hear people talking about it, at least. You can watch, too. But hey, that's not what's important. The devil's in the details. Sometimes the details aren't important. Sometimes they are. These details, they're a little bit important. You can catch, get some color. Bi-weekly Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern. Be there or not, as they say. Wow! Wow, man, freak out, yeah! Wow! Whoa! <laughs> Alrighty, um... You know what? I'm gonna go first because, uh, as usual, I didn't do too much. But watch more Tears of Kingdom. Still love it. Uh, I had like three episodes of Beast Wars left. I did not realize that last week, but I'm done with Beast Wars now. I watched the whole thing. I watched the children's show. Good job, me. Um, and then I decided to watch more children's shows. I can't. Uh, what brought this on? I can't remember. I wanted to watch Dragon Ball for for pretty much no reason, and um, I thought. Oh man, I always wanted to. Uh, I don't know if you guys. I went. Oh, okay, hang on. Let me go way back. Uh, I worked at FYE in college a little bit, and while I was working there, they came out with a box set called the Rock the Dragon box set, and it's just the ocean dubs mm. of Dragon Ball, like the voices from before what they now use. And actually, some of the voice actors are the same. I think Piccolo stayed the same, and a few other people did. And I, uh, I really wanted it when I worked there. But it was kind of expensive, and I never got it. And the time kind of came and went, and it's really expensive. So I tried to Google it because I was like, can you stream it anywhere? Uh, yeah, it's all on the Internet Archive. You could just watch it whenever you want for free. So um, I watched Dead Zone, which is like less than an hour long. Yeah. That's weird. But I watched Dead Zone, and then I was like, this is fun. I'm going to keep doing this. And I watched all of Season 1, and I'm pretty far into Season 2. Uh, Vegeta just went went back to space and now they're discussing how they're going to go to Namek. So I watched a whole bunch of Dragon Ball Z with the wrong voices. And occasionally, yeah, it's pretty hilarious. The voice acting is not as good as it is later, but it's not that bad. Like some of it's fine. Some of the voices are actually kind of fine. I, I always liked the ocean dub of Vegeta. <laughs> yeah. I was getting ready to say, I actually kind of prefer ocean Vegeta. I'm uh, excited to get to ocean Frieza though. That's, that's what I'm here for. Oh, you mean Genkai? 
<laughs> but also, Listen, uh, dimwit. <laughs> Just Tree of Might's on there and World's Strongest, which I think is one of the most boring Dragon Ball movies, but whatever. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, uh, but I've been having a lot of fun watching it. I, uh, I've i always liked Dragon Ball Z anyway. Like, you know, it's, of course I did. I, I grew up watching it. And it was, I was kind of, because Chaz keeps talking about watching it. It was kind of like putting it in the back of my head anyway. So I wanted to watch it. I don't have Funimation or Crunchyroll or what the hell ever. And I, like I said, I don't know if it's legit. It probably isn't. But someone uploaded it to Internet Archive. So go over there and watch it. And um, after the Ocean Dub runs out, they kick it over to the Westwood Dub, which I don't really have any experience with because I'm not Canadian. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'll stick with it or not. But it's weird because it's like season one and two and the first three movies are done by Ocean, and there's like three different cuts of Tree of Might that they did, and then there's no season three at all, so you just kind of miss out on um, everything after Frieza up until a certain point, and then it becomes the Westwood dub all the way up through the end of the Boo Saga, which I did not know they dubbed. I think uh, a couple people carry over from the Ocean dub to that one. Yes, Brian right. Drummond for for sure stays as Vegeta because I've seen clips of him and like during Cell Saga, you know, doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, final the, the final flash sequence hits a lot different with Brian Drummond. Oh my god! Huh. <laughs> I, I might stick with it because I'm I'm kind of curious about because I've seen Dragon Ball Z in its entirety more than once in my life, so it's kind of interesting to see it in this different way because I remember a long 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 time ago watching the Ocean Dub on Cartoon Network. That was my first exposure, and then they converted over to the dub we all know and love now so it's been interesting it's a fun little trip down memory lane and also probably seeing some stuff for the first time i doubt i caught every episode back in the day but it's fun i love dragon ball it's so much fun to watch um and then i watched one movie i watched three days of the condor uh it's a movie from the 70s it's like a spy thriller kind of thing it's um Hmm. This guy reads books for the CIA and everyone in his office gets murdered and he's trying to figure out why. And at some point the CIA thinks maybe he did it. It's uh, it's really good. I highly recommend it. It's um, uh, it's uh, what's his name? Robert Redford. Right. It's the main guy. It's a very good movie. I just like grainy old shitty seventies action movies. It's fun. It, it like kind of looks like dirty Harry, but it plays more like it's got some James Bond ishness to it, but it's more realistic. It's fun. Um, who's going next? Zach, you go next. Would you play, watch, do, read? Uh, I watched a bunch of movies. I watched uh, Vampire's Kiss <laughs> with, yeah. with Nicolas Cage in it. Uh, that movie's weird. And uh, it's after reading about it some, uh, like, in looking at Nicolas Cage's filmography, I'm trying to pinpoint where exactly he, start, he first started acting crazy. And I... So far, I'm inclined to believe that it's this movie. It's that's uh, the earliest one I've seen him be bonkers in. Because uh, when I was reading about it, like apparently he started, he had a very specific way of acting <laughs> in this movie. It's like literally like what the Wikipedia says, and uh, like it, he he gave a very like a very odd performance on purpose, and they just kind of fucking went with it for some reason. I don't know why. Um, 
the guy that wrote the movie apparently was having problems with his wife at the time, and he wrote the whole thing as like an allegory. The relationship between the weird, maybe the vampire lady's real, maybe she's not, and, and Nicolas Cage's character was like basically him writing out the shit he was going through with his wife. He pretty much called that, his that wife was a, a that was a messy relationship then. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So uh there there you go. There's that. Uh it's okay. Um it's kind of only like worth watching because Nicolas Cage acts crazy in it, if I'm being honest. Uh it's not as bad as like Deadfall though. Um that's just a bad movie. <laughs> Deadfall's just bad. Um Jesus, I remember reading though, like they were considering somebody else for the part Nicolas Cage got. And it was like somebody like I think it was Dennis Quaid, actually. And it'd be like, what? That would have been real different. <laughs> I don't know what that movie would have turned into. Um what else did I watch? I watched uh, Candyman, the original Candyman. It, it actually been a really long time since I seen the original. That movie rules. Uh and I don't know. It kind of reaffirmed like what I thought uh, watching the new one, uh, and me not really reacting to it that well. I was just it just kind of pretty much reinforced that feeling after I watched it again. Um, uh, watched People Under the Stairs, another Wes Craven movie. I I, th- I think it's one that kind of flies under the radar that people don't talk about much anymore. Um. It's like uh, it's like a horror movie where like this kid and like this other guy and his friend try to break into these people's house that lives in this fucking weird neighborhood, and it turns out they broke into the wrong people's house. <laughs> it's like one of those things. Uh, I I re- I was originally drawn to this movie because the people who play Big Ed and uh, Nadine in Twin Peaks are the villains in this movie. <laughs> That's bizarre. <laughs> And it is really bizarre, but it's awesome. They they both do an amazing job. Oh my god, it looks like they're having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'd recommend this movie because it's real different, especially for like an an early '90s horror movie. Like it's very not like early '90s horror movies were still pretty good. They, they didn't get into that vibe where they started doing that like shitty teen slasher shit that wasn't even fun like how it was in the 80s kind of vibe they went to later uh yeah i check it out um i also watched pacific heights with with michael keaton uh the movie's not what i thought it was gonna be (laughs) he was like um i remember hearing like oh man michael keaton was in pacific heights he played like a psychopath and i'm like okay is he like a serial killer or something no He's like this elaborate con man guy who like his whole thing is he lives. This, this sounds amazing, especially now from what people know about like laws in California and how fucked up they are sometimes. Uh, he, they live out in California and what he, his thing is, is he moves into an apartment or like a place that people rent and he purposefully somehow weasels his way into living in the place, not paying his rent. And California law protects him from that. Oh, I think someone told me about this movie. This sounds familiar. <laughs> and then, like, what he does is he proceeds to drive the people in the fucking building he's inhabiting insane until they physically try to fight him or do something to him, and it makes them look bad. And what happens is, is they lose their fucking property, and he gains it. Hmm. 
and it's all through like weird legal California fucked up law loopholes and stuff. And like I'm, and, and especially today, I'm like, I can kind of believe this happened out there. Now, honestly, like it's kind of sad, but uh, at the time, I think uh, Roger Ebert described it as like a yuppie nightmare or something, like some, <laughs> some yuppie which, which made laugh. It was 1990 when it came out. Um, pretty good though. Uh, the best part was at the end. There was a sequence where like one of the guy, the, the, one of the characters was laying there. He'd been all fucked up from like a series of events. He was like flipping channels. And I guess he flipped it to TV and Soundgarden was playing. It started playing hands all over. I'm like, fuck yeah, there it is. It started, it just kind of turned into like a music video for Soundgarden for like a minute and a half. Weird. <laughs> it was cool. Um, I watched Fright Night, uh, the original from 1985, because apparently there's a sequel and there was a remake. <laughs> And I didn't know this. Uh, it was pretty good, actually. Uh, it was like a... Uh, it's like a send-up send for, like... I almost want to say, like, like Vincent Price and Dracula stuff and the Hammer Horror movies. That's what I really feel like. Because they, they got this guy who's called, like, Peter Vincent. It's Vincent Price. It's not Vincent Price, though. I guess they couldn't afford him or he, he was busy. Um. But the guy acts like Peter Cushing in, like, all of the Hammer movies. That's, like, his demeanor and the way he acts and stuff. Uh, and I don't know. It's like this kid is living in this neighborhood, and this weird guy moves next door, and he thinks he's a vampire. He's going crazy. and It turns out he really is a vampire. <laughs> People are getting murdered mysteriously. And the thing is, he looks crazy because he's accused of guy. murder. Murder because he don't know he doesn't see anybody get murdered. Okay, just he thinks. <laughs> I think know. I remember the remake of this. Isn't um oh shit, Colin Farrell in the remake? Yep. yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, among other people, but like I was reading, like the remake was apparently okay, so I might check it out. Uh, cool movie though. I really at first I was like this is kind of silly, but over time they kind of got me, especially with all the uh, uh, homages and stuff. It kind of really helped it in my eyes. And, I've seen uh, the remake. The remake's not bad. I want to watch the original now. I didn't realize it was a remake. The original was solid, yeah. And that guy also made uh, the first Child's Play movie. The guy that directed it. He directed and wrote Fright Night. He also wrote and directed Child's Play. Interesting. Wow. So. Look at that. So, thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. I definitely got to watch it now. Uh, Tom, That's why I Tom Holland. It's, his name was Tom Holland. That was my joke. It's like, Tom Holland's in this movie. Tom Amazing. made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> when does he become Spider-Man? But uh, uh, then I watched uh, Don't Breathe. Uh, yeah, that was a great movie. Uh, uh, you really stayed on theme with uh, people breaking in and realizing, oh, they fucked up. <laughs> they went to the wrong place. Isn't that the, the movie with the blind guy? Yeah, there's all kind of, uh, yeah the blind guy, who the, the old war veteran dude and shit. Yeah, and it's like at first, man, that movie's a trip because it's like mm -hmm. you fucking hate the people that are supposed to be the protagonists in this movie at first. One of them, though, like you, you don't give a fuck about him, and he kind of get you, you know it doesn't matter. He gets he gets deleted from the movie anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, but, uh, I do love that movie because it's like you're rooting for the bad guy. You're you rooting kind of are. You're rooting for the the monster. And then, but then like he's kind of fucked up, and you learn he's fucked up in his own way too. And it's like, man, everybody in this movie sucks. <laughs> but uh, 
like uh that's a great that's a good modern uh horror movie i'll call it uh definitely check out don't breathe if you've never watched it it's a the pro the whole premise of it's unique in the way that they handle the situation but um i also play i've been playing diablo 4 when i can i'm still enjoying it uh but i don't have much else to say about it uh I'm playing sonic origins plus I, I i've played through uh sonic one on anniversary mode with uh amy because so i could say that i did that <laughs> so i'm like well i get to play as amy you never got to do that until sonic adventure <laughs> um her little hammer move, she has like a, a hammer move where it's like, it acts kind of like a shield, but also if you hold the button down and hit the ground, she'll like zip forward, like like slamming her hammer on the ground so you can just like run through fucking enemies and kill them that way. Oh, kind of like the drop dash, but extra offensive. Yeah, it's like an offensive drop dash, pretty much. Huh. Uh, to, it was cool uh, playing that. I'm pretty sure I've noticed in anniversary mode they've added TV power-ups and stuff that used to not previously be there in some places, which is fine. Uh, but I also noticed there's no lives when you play anniversary mode. You, you, you have infinite lives. Yeah, it's it's like hmm. the definitive new 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 way new way to do it. I don't know. I, I saw some people complaining. It's like why do they take lives away? Blah, blah, blah. But there's still a regular classic mode plans you can play the original mode if you want yeah um Um, do you have to unlock the game gear games or do you get them right off the bat they're just there good that's what i wanted to hear okay good um you gotta put it it's weird though it's like if you buy uh buy it physically yet it comes with the game but there's also a download code for all the additional content sounds like a capcom move yeah i don't know uh i it might not be that way on uh playstation and xbox uh this issue's been coming up more, more, and I've noticed it with Nintendo games for Switch. Is uh, apparently those cards they use don't have enough space allegedly to hold everything, and sometimes to, to hold to... some Game Gear games. Come on now, I've been hearing it for other stuff, but it doesn't make any sense though. It's like yeah, no, uh, they they always do it with those Capcom collections, Mega Man, Mega Man X, uh, the Resident Evil stuff. It's like half of it's on the cart and half of it's on the code. And what I read, and this was like on Reddit or something, so grain of salt, but what I read is it would fit on the cart, but it would cause difficulty or something. So they just do this because it's easier. And I was like, I don't that's not a good that's not a good reason. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good reason to me either. I heard recently uh, with the Metal Gear collection they're gonna do they're gonna do that too. It has to do the same thing, but I also heard like they almost were able to fit the whole thing on there, but they went five gigs over the limit somehow and i'm like i'm still trying to wrap my head around that because i heard allegedly the max storage capacity on these little cards is like 32 gigabytes or something 32 um, i thought it was 64 i'm pulling that number out of my ass though i seem to what i could from what i could find about it everybody was saying 32 um, that's google 32 yeah 32 gig you know that hang on that's internal storage in the switch hang on uh, yeah. Max cartridge size for Switch. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, I also played uh, Sonic CD on Anniversary Mode. That is the way to play that game. <laughs> Those, I get, uh, it says 1 to 64. So, I don't know. I don't know. Well, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, Sonic CD on Anniversary Mode is the way to play it because uh, that's probably the most 
difficult uh, and frustrating out of all the classic games just because of some of the design decisions in it. It's like you got to time travel and shit, and that's kind of hard to do. Like if you want to get a good ending or anyway or whatever, if you don't care about that, fine. But it does make the last level of every zone harder mm-hmm. if you don't try. Also, the special stages are hard as fuck in that game. Mm-hmm. And they do this thing where it's like you have coins and you get, instead of lives, you collect coins when you get 100 rings or you get like what was a one-up. Um, and you really use those coins to buy extra stuff in like the museum. But uh, you can... I guess, at least in Sonic CD, it lets you retry special stages for the cost of a coin, which, oh, that was a massive help. Because it was so hard to get all the time stones in the original release, it's very difficult. I've never done it. I got real close, and I just, I could never finish the game doing it. Like, I get maybe, I don't know. I've only ever tried to play through the game like two or three times, though. Um, You know, I've never got all the Chaos Emeralds in Sonic 1, either. You never have? No. That's not even that hard, I don't think. I just... It just never has happened. I haven't played it enough. Like Sonic Two, Sonic Three, and Knuckles. Yeah, I do it. I do it in those all the time. I'll, I'll do that in the afternoon. But <laughs> it's just like, what I just never did. It's it's a it's a little harder than those games, I think. But it's still it's not impossible. I did it pretty much every other time after I played it through the first few times I ever played it. But um, the other thing though is time travel is a lot easier because it used to be before you could just run into bad nicks and just fucking lose all your momentum yeah still you just plow right through them oh sure yeah. so like when you're like when you do your super peel out if you're sonic and you just you want to try to do it you, you'll go right you'll bulldoze right through enemies it will just stop you uh and they got rid of the time limit killing you so you have Good. more time to actually especially in this game where you have to explore it's more exploration driven than any other sonic game really uh that's like a huge, yeah. It's like a huge uh, lifts a huge weight off your shoulders because it's like you before you be like, God damn it, I gotta try to find the the past thing. Okay, now I gotta do this. I gotta find the robot, the roboticizer, and break it. There's a lot you gotta do. Uh, and then I started playing Super Mario Brothers three. Uh, Fuck I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to play through it. I'm trying to bone up on Mario shit before. Uh, Super Mario RPG remake comes out. Yeah, there's a spoiler for news later. There was a direct, and they announced a bunch of stuff no one gives a fuck about. And they also announced a remake of Mario RPG. Yeah! I never played through Super Mario Brothers 3. This is going to be my first time. It's my favorite. I like um, it better than World. I'm going to play World. I think I'm going to play World. Uh, it's either I'm going to I'm gonna finish it. We'll see how I feel, how, how fast I do it. Oh, look, 100% as far as World goes, and you can do this with 3 as well if you want. Uh, play it with a friend. Play it two-player, where you take turns. Your one's Mario, one's Luigi, and each time you either complete a level or die, it's the other guy's turn. A hundred percent best way to play Super Mario World, in my opinion. So I played it with a, uh, a mutual friend of ours. Every time he came over, it's okay. It's Mario World time. We pulled out the whiskey. We pulled out the Super Nintendo, and we just played Mario until we were sick of it. And we we beat it in a couple months. It was good old time. Cool. Yeah, the, the, the goal is to eventually get to playing the original Super Mario RPG, which I have. I just have not gotten to playing it yet. It's also extremely good. It, it had it's got charm to spare. I was very surprised by it. That's it. That's it. That's all the shit I did. That's all of it. Chaz, you're up. I went on vacation. I'm done. 
Whoa! <laughs> now, I was playing uh, Zelda the other day, and I saw you get online playing Dark Souls Remastered on the Nintendo Switch. And I was like, yeah. why? But then I thought, oh, that's right. These weirdos all have broken brains, and they replay FromSoft games 30 times a year. Yeah, I, I finally hit that point where I wanted to play. I'll, I'll get there, though. So I, I did go on vacation, um, and uh, before, before I went on vacation, I played all of, like, 30 minutes of Street Fighter, and uh, then I asked my, my little brother, hey, should I bring the PS5 or the Switch? And with the group of people we had, we thought, oh, we'll have more party games with our Switch. It'll be easier to pack, whatever. We That's what we agreed on. Turns out, everyone else that we traveled with, no one was interested in any video games uh, <laughs> other than the other teenager that came who brought his own PS5 and only wanted to play the games on his PS5 whatever it was fine um that being said it's actually crazy that you played super mario 3 and we were talking about super mario world because what you said a second ago is exactly what me and my brother austin did uh i played a little super mario 3 it's very brief um i also played a little sonic but that was uh i just played some sonic 2 but that was uh very very brief uh but we we booted up super mario world and we were already we'd already had some drinks but we were just trading back and forth. It was exactly that. Like, it's just so much you... fun. It, it's it's perfect. No, but that's that's exactly what we did when we were kids. So like, that's just it's just been a thing we've done before. We used to do it a lot with Crash Bandicoot too. Same thing. Beat a level or you you, you die. Which funny enough, in that game, uh, you're passing the controller a lot more because uh, Crash Bandicoot, especially the original one, uh, it's hard as shit. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we had a blast playing Super Mario World, and then uh, I kept getting the itch to play. Street Fighter, but I didn't have Street Fighter 6, but I do have the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection on every system I own, so yeah, I, like yeah, I played, yeah, so I played Turbo and had fun, and then uh, the vacation itself was a good time, I shouldn't just ignore that, like, we went out, and most of it was relaxing, enjoying the, the pool and, and getting to eat, uh, and, uh, have lots of drinks and, and whatnot. Uh, we did go to uh, Guy Fieri's downtown flavor town <laughs> which was, <laughs> for my birthday, which was supposed to be a meme, but uh, we went there and there's, it's basically his own version of a Dave and Buster's. So uh, we, I went around and played a bunch of arcade games and claw machines, a bunch of nonsense there and had fun. And then went to, uh, I did actually win a high score in ski ball and win like 10,000 tickets because I, I apparently, if I've had the right amount of uh, stuff to drink, uh, the ski ball, I, I made it my bitch, and I made seven of my nine shots in the 10,000. So I, I ended up getting the high score, and I got whatever. So I was like, yeah, woo woo. But uh, 10,000 tickets was basically like a Jolly Rancher there. Uh, it wasn't very much. So um, they also like messed up our food, which is a weird, unrelated story, but kind of relevant. Uh, they forgot part of our order we had a party of 12 and they for, forgot like four uh of the meals but one of them was mine and one was my daughter's and i was very drunk i had had a couple of long islands because this was on my birthday and i even told them i was very nice i kept it calm but it was like listen you forgot the food like we've been here over an hour we almost missed a reservation for something else but like 
my daughter is four. She can't go this long without eating. Can we, can we please do something? Like, just, just bring a slice of cheese out or something? Mm-hmm. And they ended up comping half of our meal, and then they gave me 100 free dollars to go use in the arcade, and then uh, a bunch of extra tickets uh, to spend. So it, it ended up working out. Um, we went duck bowling, which is also a weird thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. Is that like it, a I mini bowling? I think it's it's yeah they call it duck bowling, but I'm pretty sure it's mini bowling or like the the mechanical pins bowling. Where yeah, that's that thing that's attached to that arcade in in Power where we went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's actually really hard, um, but also very fun. So you get three attempts per per frame. However, it's still like real bowling. So if in three in three frames, if you get all ten pins, you just get ten points and that's it. But if you still, like, within two frames get all ten, you get a spare. Or if you do it first try, you get a strike. Mm. Uh, but it's a lot harder to score because the balls are attached – or the not the balls, but the pins are attached to a string or something holding them. So the pins don't fall the way they're supposed to or they normally do with a bowling alley. Also, the ball is very small. You can palm it. There are no holes. And you just throw that some bitch as hard as you can. So I, I finally figured out the trick. I was the only person in my group of people that actually got a strike. I managed to get three strikes because I started throwing it as hard as I could because I was very drunk. Uh, <laughs> and that worked. People were like, "How did you? what are you doing? How are you doing this? I'm like, I'm just throwing it really hard. I'm not aiming. Uh, but that, that tended to work out because the one would swing everywhere and the pin would string. I don't know. It was fun, though. Uh, we had a good time doing that. Uh, Dollywood ended up being kind of a bust. Uh, we had some drama happen within our group, and then it also rained very early, so we ended up only being in the park for all of, like four hours. But uh, we got to ride some roller coasters before the thunderstorms shut that down, and then we went back. and In honor of National Six Two Six Day, we watched Lilo and Stitch, as you do. Yesterday was was Stitch Day. It was the day before that we watched it, but anyway. It's a cute movie. It's fun. It also the my daughter is very into it at the moment. She's really big into that. So we're watching like the animated your, series. Your young daughter likes Disney movies. That's strange. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that one next. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it's supposed to be a live remake of that, which I don't know how that's going to go. But there's this, there's an animated series that was out when we were yeah. all a lot younger. Hey, there's actually something great about it. Uh, He's like basically the gist of it is he is each episode's about him catching different experiments because he's six two six. All the other ones are, are scattered around the island and loose, and he's trying to help them all find their place in their home because they're all his cousins. Well, one of them his 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 uh title is he is Experiment Six Two Five. He's not been given a name, but he is a tan version of Stitch. He has all the same powers except he has advanced language which means he just speaks perfect English. Um, but the only reason that he doesn't do anything, he has all the same capabilities of destruction, but he is a lazy coward who would prefer to make sandwiches. So he spends the whole time, and he has, like, this it's really thick... Animal. He has, like, this thick, like, Italian, like, New Yorker accent. And he's like, yeah, I'm ready to make the sandwiches. Yeah. And that's all it is. And the whole thing, anything he's involved in, he's just making sandwiches. And it's fucking hilarious. I love it. Uh, so, uh, other than that, yeah, that, that was, the trip was fine. It was fun. Uh, uh, since I've been back, um, I have been watching the latest episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia of season 16. If I you are to. caught up to that point, you should watch them. The first episode, 
I was wheezing, laughing. It is so yeah. fucking funny. Every season, I'm like, "There's no way they, they must have forgotten how to how to be funny." There's no way this is going to be any good. And I keep watching it. I'm like, "They're still funny." <laughs> no, and they, they are, and I, I, all four episodes so far that have, that have come out, they they're great. Um, a lot of people went on and on about this most recent one called Frank versus Russia. It was it's really good. Don't get me wrong. I think the hype killed it a little for me. It wasn't as good as everyone made it out to be, which that's what Reddit'll do for you. It'll just ruin your life. But I, I will say that that first episode, that season premiere, had had me and my wife rolling in stick. Like we were just dying laughing. I actively had to like pause it because we were laughing too hard to pay attention. Uh so uh, yeah, it was great. Uh as far as the other things I've played, um, we already mentioned Super Mario World and all that. You brought Dark Souls. I woke up hungover one morning, and everyone else was all miserable and not wanting to get up and do much of anything yet, and the weather was kind of bad. So nobody wanted to do anything with me, and I'm, you know me. I have and to be like, moving around. No, fine. So, fine. yeah, so I, I sunk into the couch. I turned on Dark Souls, and I was like, how far can I get on a fresh run? And... <laughs> I, I got decently far on just like a suicide run. Basically, I did the, I'm going to start with the level one pyromancer and I'm just going to run and suicide to what I can get. I went immediately down into the, the uh, Blight Town and got the giant club and I just was like, okay, I'm going to level myself to the minimum requirements of using the club. I'm going to use nothing but the club and whatever armor I can wear at the time to still let me fast roll and I'm just going to run with the game and see how far I can get. And I I got decently far. I wasn't. I didn't quite get to Ana Rolando, but I was like, if I'd have had another hour, I'd have gotten Ana Rolando for sure. Hmm. Um, what's the uh, the the weird dragon, the gaping dragon? I I, as far as like playing the game, um, I'd beaten most bosses up to that, and I I did like some other bullshit. Like I I like backdoored a bunch of stuff because that's what you do. So I like I beat the Hydra. I'd beaten uh, some other stuff in Darker Garden. Um, I didn't beat the wolf yet. That was too high level. But the moonlight, moonlight butterfly, I was the one I took down. Um, and then uh, the first four bosses in the, the technical order, you're supposed to do them. Uh, plus the uh, whatever the other bullshit is. And I beat the game. No, no, I, I, I didn't even get to the halfway point. That's, that's what I meant by Honor Orlando. I, I consider it like the halfway point. Yeah, well, I didn't get even get there, but and I only played for turn back around, and the game reopens up, sort of. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even playing it with his tangerines or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no banana run with with marimba mallet. <laughs> But I did it for a few hours, and someone that like is completely unfamiliar with the game or whatever comes and is watching. And is like, "What are you playing?" And I mentioned what it is, and it's like, "Why would you play this?" Because like, I hate myself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a fun time. Um, the last final thing. Oh, what? Oh, sorry. There is one other. Uh, two to two things. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. You already mentioned that. I have seven episodes left. They, they, I am at the end of the Boo Saga. They have literally just wished the the Earth back because Kid Boo is so evil that he destroys the Earth and then destroys other planets after that and then is so angry about it that he's like, I'll go to heaven and I'll destroy that too. <laughs> and that's that's where they're at. They're fighting him in heaven uh, in the Kai planet. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I have not decided yet if I should just be a normal person and watch something else I haven't watched, or if I should watch Super or GT 
or which order I should watch those in. Follow um, your heart. Yeah, I, I just I have to roll with whatever I feel I, once I've watched the last ones. I've considered just staying up because I mean I'm at the end of that one episode. And I only have six left, and it's like that's yeah, just a few more hours. So who knows? I, I, I have think, to finish it tonight. I think I want to watch GT sometime in the near future. I used to hate it and still kind of do, but part of me wants to see if it was worth hating like I did. I've never seen it. I've watched it through I one think, time. I don't think I've watched it through one time when I was younger, and I was the same way. It's like, I don't really like this. Yeah. But it's just like so little annoying bits. because on paper, at least the first season sounds awesome because Goku gets turned back into a child, so it's like Dragon Ball, and he goes with Trunks, who is an awesome character and, like, everyone's favorite, and I guess also Pan, she, whatever, she's fine. And they, they go on a Dragon Ball hunt, like Dragon Ball, and I love Dragon Ball. Like, Dragon Ball Z, don't get me wrong, it's the best one, but I love Dragon Ball. So it's basically mm-hmm. the plot of Dragon Ball with the trappings of Dragon Ball Z. So I should love it. And it's just, it's so boring and so dumb. And every, it, every character sucks out loud. And I just hate it. <laughs> that's that's what I'm worried about going back and watching. Like 17, for instance, a great example. 17 is fucking awful for the little, it's like do justice for him. What little bit that they gave him. And then super comes out and 17 is one of the best characters. It's like, Ever. redeemed and cool and everyone likes him now yeah yeah so it's weird i i'm and another thing too is if you follow story i mean obviously gt has been written off it's not it's not canon anymore okay, but uh but the whole point for timeline was to be that super would happen and then gt would happen but that isn't possible anymore anyway because they far exceeded power level from super so i i don't know what i'm going to do yet um that being said it's something i didn't want to forget even though it's a tidbit of news I know you mentioned you don't have Crunchyroll, but for those that, that do, or if you want to get the free trial to do it, next month, I'm not sure when, um, Dragon Ball Super Hero, the movie that was recently out in theaters, will be added to Crunchyroll. Maybe so. I'll get it back. I used to I had Crunchyroll for like a year and a half, and I really liked it, but I needed to cut some costs and mixed it and just never got it back. At this point, I would probably cut one of my other big streaming services I pay for to keep it because I've used the Jesus like the t- as far as like time committed like I'm using it more than you know most of the other ones that I have so I think I went to I, before we recorded I said I have all these tabs open two of them are animes I want to like look up and check out and if they're on there that'll be cool oh uh, have you guys ever heard of an anime just real quick this is apropos of nothing have you guys ever heard of an anime called Future GPX I feel like I have it sounds familiar it was I, pitched. kind of in the same It was pitched to me, well, just like online. I saw this online somewhere. It said, what if Gundam but race cars? Or no, it was, what if F1 but Gundam? I was like, excuse me? And it's basically like, they're all stylized like Gundam, and there's characters in it. I think there's even a Char for some reason. But it's like super futuristic F1 car racing. And I was like, that sounds like everything I love. I should check that out. So just F zero, but in in crazy anime fashion yeah, with Gundam. Sorta. Of. I mean, the cars all look vaguely like 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 if you took Gunpla and and Formula One, and then that's a <laughs> very aggressive kids. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Uh, so the last thing before I jump to the Dragon Ball stuff. Uh, so Pokemon, I, I didn't do much other than like hunt for random cards. I did find a couple things while I was there. There's a ton of shops in, in Pigeon Forge area. Um, the uh, 
one thing I found, I wasn't looking for it, but I found it. Uh, I'm steadily in that spot where all like those vintage hollow cards that I have, if they're not first edition, if I find a first edition on a good deal, then I'll pick it up just mm. if it happens. But I'm not technically looking for them, I guess, per se. Uh, but I found the uh, – so back in the Neo set, you know, when they made the starters, uh, so Meganium – Typhlosion for Alligator. They actually printed two cards. There were two different ones. Um, I have one of the first edition Typhlosions. I found the other one. So I got that upgrade. Uh, I did get a handful of tag team cards. So I think I, I showed those off earlier, including the Latios Latios. Uh, managed to actually haggle the guy and get it for much, much cheaper than I planned on it. He originally had it, had it listed uh, for like 450 It was sitting there. And if, if you don't know, this card is worth like a thousand dollars right now because it the internet sucks. Um, that's really why. But uh, he originally had that price and then said, "Oh no, I want this much for it." And I was like, "Well, it's got a little ding here. It's not worth that." And we we argued back and forth, and I got it for like six fifty. So I'll take it. And really, the only thing wrong with it is technically it would still be near mint. It's just at the very bottom. Part of it has like just the tiniest little nick. Uh, so now, now you can't. Yeah. Now you can't send it to PSA. I, mean, I could. I just would get. I'd, be, I'd get. A, I'd get a seven. Yeah, I know. I know. But I, I mean, I'd get a seven. But ungraded, it's worth more because that's how that stupid shit works. But it plus it won't fit in the, my little case thing. So I don't want to do all that. That's that's a headache. But yeah, I just I have eight of those tag team cards to get. Uh, so. As far as tournament stuff, I haven't played anything, which really stinks because Nationals is. Gonna. Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna play a lot. Don't worry, we talk next week. Uh, but uh, Nationals is Friday, so the, my next three days are going to just suck ass. I'm gonna be on call for forty, technically forty six hours consecutively, and I will be off call at five a.m. on on Thursday night going into Friday morning. However, that fr- that five a.m. Friday morning. Uh, yes, I, I need to watch that. I haven't gotten to Forbidden Door, but I've, I've heard good things. Uh, but 5 a.m., I'm going to drive to Columbus, probably with no sleep, because I'll probably, as my luck is, the hospital will keep me there all night. And then I'm going to drive there and uh, and then register at like 7 a.m., and then the tournament starts at 8. So nice. we're going to have a, a lot of fun. And I also haven't chosen a deck yet. I also have to register a deck online on RK9, uh, and I haven't yet. So, uh, I need to do that. Uh, so I, I haven't even chosen yet. I, I'll probably be boring and just pick the best deck, but that, that's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Does it? Well, no, because you want to counter everyone else is just going to bring. The that's meta. the thing. There's a very clear best deck in the format, which is guard of REX. However, people are going to be countering it. So it's like, do you want to play mirror matches and do you want to play against decks trying to counter you? Or do you want to play something else? And I haven't chosen what I want to do yet. I, I I've got a couple, I've got my my plan is down to three, and then a rogue deck will probably creep its way in because I'll do something weird with my thoughts because Adderall's a drug. But I'll pick something though; it'll work out. So I'm looking to have fun there either way and do trading and and such. I'm excited so. to see how it goes for you. Thanks. Yeah. So that's all I did this week though. It was a pretty boring week. Um, I don't know if you guys have any like news stuff to discuss. There was a Nintendo Direct. They talked about a bunch of stuff that uh, seems cool, whatever, I don't care. Pikmin 4 looks fun, I guess, to be fair. Uh, they're going to remake Super Mario RPG, and I'm thrilled about that. 
and they're adding some more games to and this is just news for I'm excited about this. They're adding more games to the Sega Genesis thing, which I don't even have because I don't have the expanded Nintendo Online membership, but I'm going to now because they added Crusader of Sinti to the Genesis. Uh, I looked it up just real quick because I told you guys earlier, I think it's like $300. I was wrong. Uh, it's $450 now. Jesus! <laughs> and it's never been put in a collection. It's not in like Sonic's Genesis collection on the 360. It's not on, it's not, it's not in anything. Like you got to get the cart or emulate it. But now you can play it on the Switch. So that rules hard. I'm super excited about that. Also, they added um, Revenge of Shinobi, which kicks ass. They added uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which is pretty fun. And they added Landstalker, which I'm also going to check out. All yeah, I like that. I, I love that. I love the old games on the Switch. And I know that it's like you don't own it because you got to keep the subscription. But I don't know. I still, it suits me pretty well. Every time I want to play an old game, I'm like, did they port this to the Switch yet? No. Eh, I'll play something else, maybe. <laughs> like, just, I'm spoiled. I'm really spoiled. For the price, it's it's really not that bad. I've I've always been happy, and I haven't used my. I, I go through periods where I don't use my Switch, and then I will. But yeah, I've always I've always been very happy because I tend to go and gravitate myself back to those collections of games that are that they in, include, versus downloading a bunch of new games. Yeah. Anyway, so it's actually great to to have on there. Like, oh, that was another thing I didn't even mention. Yeah, we we played like Pokemon Stadium mini games for like two hours. I whipped everybody's ass. We love that. those mini games. Oh, those mini games are the best. They're they're so fucking fun. They're good stuff. You guys got news? You guys have anything worth discussing? Uh, I don't have any news. Uh, no my news. only bit was the Crunchyroll thing. There was that bit. I think we shared it in the chat about the guy that that got all salty at CEO this weekend. Which was, I love uh, that. Oh my god, that delighted me. What a, what a, what so an eternal loser! Like I'd love to meet him and be like, people are going to call you a loser for the rest of your life, and it's not because you lost a, a match of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> No, he he definitely did. He that he has oceanic ocean freezer voice. There, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh man, it's it's like Virginia. So, Virginia. <laughs> the voice. That's a pedals. Was playing with little boys in spandex again. I see. <laughs> The voice actor that that did Ed Bighead's wife, Mrs. Bighead, is. Oh, Ed! It's like she sucked on a bunch of helium, and they were oh. like. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't. I can't do that. That's the one I can do. Ed. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. I guess. I guess the moral of the story this week is play Street Fighter and watch Dragon Ball and Pokemon. Woo! Woo Pokemon, everyone, everyone, uh, put your hands in the air and give Chaz your spirit energy on Friday and Saturday and maybe Sunday. Uh, yep. Are we, are, are we gonna get are we gonna get some color or not? Are you saying no? We're gonna talk about that. Uh we're gonna talk about that after we, we go off the air. Uh look for us possibly tomorrow. I'll be honest, it might be a coin flip. It'll be up to the uh the children of Gallia County. I'll make, I'll uh, well make then, Andy get color then. I'll well, then by color. all means, please follow us on uh, YouTube. Follow us on Twitch. Uh, find us on your favorite podcasting applications. We're we're on them all. We're everywhere. Yep. We're fi finer. Dorks talking is peddled. 
So now we are starting. We are starting our our new theme next week. Uh, I think we decided we weren't going to do Fourth of July itself. We were going to do it either that Wednesday or, or next Thursday, right? The sixth. Is that yeah. correct? You gotta watch Jurassic so, Park. Jurassic Park, which just released, I think it was either today or yesterday. They just released the 30th anniversary 4K edition of the movie. Oh, they spared no expense. They spared no uh, expense. So you got to watch it that way. It's the only way to watch it. There's 4K dinosaurs. I'm going to watch it on VHS. I got to see a copy. Right here. I still have my VHS. It's a, you can almost... I'm so glad that everyone has a VHS copy of Jurassic Park. Yeah, you fuck you. I'm going to watch the VHS. Yeah, man. Now. Yeah. <laughs> VHS. Let's go. That's how I was going to watch it. Man, that's great. Uh, All righty. We're, 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 we're wrapping. Quick. Change the channel! I have a question for God. Why?